everybody. Uh, I'm Jason Soto. I'm Rob Branch. And uh, we are the hosts of the podcast Cinegamer. It is a podcast that takes a look at board games that is based on movies, TV shows, books. Uh, what else is there, Rob? Pam- pamphlets? Uh, pamphlets. We put the thin in games. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, come check us out over at rabbitholepodcast.com, or you can uh, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere you get podcasts from. Definitely check us out. And we are definitely, if you couldn't so tell. Are we on Stitcher too? We're on Stitcher, yeah. Hey, how about that? We're on Stitcher also. Yeah. So check us out in all those places. And we are definitely adult orientated. Don't let the board game thing fool you. So come check us out, rabbitholepodcast.com. We're adults. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Musically Ignorant. I am your host, Jason Soto, and I'm here with my pal, Lackey. Hello, Lackey. How are you? Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, so this is the second episode of Musically Ignorant. Uh, if you did not catch the first episode, I recommend checking it out over at rabbitholepodcast.com. It was a, it was a fun episode. Um, but the premise is, uh, Lackey and I, we're gonna just, like, share songs with each other. Uh, neither of us know what it is, and neither of us are sure if the other has heard this song before, what they're gonna think, uh, might not be their usual style, any kind of thing, and then we just kind of talk about the song. It's a, it's a music show, we both like music, um, and the, and the name is just tongue-in-cheek because I don't listen to a lot of obscure shit, and Lackey doesn't listen to a lot of pop shit, so we're, it's it was like a match made in heaven with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that how you would look at it? <laughs> I, I look at it as a match made somewhere. <laughs> so, I'm not sure the good I'm not sure the good Lord is above or the angels have anything to do with this. <laughs> with yeah, with with our really crappy um, experience with music that I. I, I purposely don't well, I don't say I purposely don't listen to like, you know, obscure stuff. I just don't I don't ever have like the means to, you know what I mean? Like my only way of listening to music was like on the radio or on MTV or whatever, you know? Like I never was like in any kind of cool underground scenes or anything where I, you know, would hear like, you know, oh the long lost Depeche Mode song that only four people know exists or something like that, you know? But but, <laughs> but I mean you're from Chicago, right? You listen yeah. to Q one oh you listen yeah. to Q one oh one, right? Yeah. They played a lot. I mean actually no, in your time they might have been a little bit more I stopped listening to them when they started playing uh like, you know, M and M. Oh, okay. Um, no, I listened to them like in the '90s. You know when, like, uh-huh. you know, the alternative, you know, scene was coming up, Smashing Pumpkins, Foo Fighters, all that stuff. Um, I just remember when um I start when, when Q101 right when they changed their format. I remember when I heard they changed their format. It was um, and you can like like the pictures distorting and getting all wavy because we're doing a flashback here. It was 1992. <laughs> okay. It was 1992. I had just graduated from high school, and I was going to see The Cure 
with some friends and they were doing a cure marathon on Q101 and I was shocked because Q101 had until as far as I know that moment been the local adult contemporary station. Oh yeah, they changed formats like in the early nineties. Yeah, they changed formats. They had changed <clears throat> formats right before that night. I'd not heard yet. Mm. So, um, but I remember when they first switched formats for the first couple years after that, they would play stuff I've I've never heard otherwise on 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 the radio. Like they would play like cure deep cuts from like 1985 and stuff like that. Right, right, um, right. They played <clears throat> stuff even a lot of the, the the station I always listened to more in Chicago was WXRT. Ah, yes. Yes. Um and WXRT was at the time was kind of like one of those we play what we want type stations. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yep. But um that that so so um this the stuff sometimes on Q101 you'd hear stuff that you really wouldn't have heard otherwise. Okay, fair. But, um, because when I was listening to it like in the '90s in my teenage years, yeah, it was like when like grunge and the alternative rock scene like hit, and so you know I literally was like it was like Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, uh, you know Breeders. We do some Breeders, and then like they would devote. You know, like a Sunday morning at like 8 a.m. to like, we're going to do the 80s alternative. We're going to focus on new wave, you know, we'll, you know, like Cure and Depeche Mode and like other bands I can't think of right now uh -huh. um, for like a couple of hours on Sunday morning at like 8 a.m. Like you'd have to get up stupid early to listen to that. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I don't know if that's when you listen to it, but that was the only time yeah. I knew they they played stuff like that. The only, the only time, the only like show i remember them having was the i think it was the saturday night show that they would do all techno for a few hours yes yeah zoltar i think it was yes it was. yep that's it yeah oh my zoltar. god i haven't heard that name in forever wow zoltar <laughs> zoltar um, yes zoltar the brother from another planet yes and he would do wow. like several hours late on a saturday night or a friday night i don't remember exactly when saturday he would do Saturday nights, he would do, like, techno for a few hours. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I remember being kind of annoyed because I didn't like techno music. Uh -huh. So I was like, oh, god damn it. I got to stop listening to this for <laughs> so Yeah, see, and I loved it because I, 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 I loved electronic music. That was when, like, when, when electronica was, like, a really big thing and drum and bass were, you would hear, you would see videos. I used to watch, like, Amp. Oh, I remember that show, yeah. And I got into, there were a lot of kind of like obs <clears throat> weird, obscure, or culty artists that I got into okay. uh, because of that. Like, I got into uh, drum and bass in general into it because of that, and I got into a... Uh, a guy named DJ Kubert who was uh, mm. he's he's friends or he was I don't know if he still is but he's you know uh, friends with Mixmaster Mike who was one of the Beastie Boys DJs. Oh wow! And wow. Uh, he did an entire um, he did an entire DJ concept album, instrumental hip hop. Oh okay. Just pure turntables. <clears throat> That's cool. And it was it was a concept album about a microscopic dentist and his fight against <laughs> evil. <laughs> Okay. I'm not shitting you. This <laughs> album is real. DJ Kubert, it's called Wave Twisters. Okay. It, the only song I've ever heard that samples a dentist drill is on this album. Oh, that's and the hilarious. Beats, and the beats are sick. It's a great album. I love it. 
That sounds interesting. I might have to look into that. That sounds interesting. And again, I'm not super into techno, but I'll, I'll give it a listen. That sounds cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the uh, main bulk of the episode. Uh, so uh, is it okay if I go first this week since you went first last last episode? Let's, let, let, we can do it like that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so this is a, uh, a band that are very recent, well, not, I don't say very, very recent. They came out, like, about five years, five, six years ago, um, and they came out, like, on top. Like, the first song they had out, like, you know, was a big, giant hit, and then they kept having just singles after singles after singles. They've kind of wavered off now, nowadays, um, but, uh, you know, they still have their fans, and they're still pretty popular. Um, but uh, my song for today, uh, it's going to be one of my favorite, favorite songs from a band called 21 Pilots. And uh, my song is going to be called Ride. Okay. Here, here we go. <clears throat> of peace in the sun's peace of mind i know it's hard sometimes yeah i think about the end just way too much but it's fun to fantasize all my enemies who wouldn't wish who i was but it's fun to fantasize i'm boring so i'm taking my time on my have a list of people that we would take a bullet for them a bullet for you a bullet for everybody in this room but they don't seem to see many bullets coming through see many bullets coming through metaphorically i'm the man but literally i don't know what i do i'd live for you and that's hard to do even harder to say when you know it's not true even harder to write when you know that tonight there were people back home who tried talking to you but then you ignore them still all these questions they're falling like who would you live for who would you die for and would you ever
thinking too much Help me I've been thinking too much I've been thinking too much I've been thinking too much Help me I've been thinking too much I've been thinking too much All right. Uh, okay. So, um, all right. I guess before I start talking, uh, Lackey, first off, have you heard that before? Uh, I have not heard it before. Um, in fact, I hadn't even heard of 21 Pilots until comparatively recently. I think uh, a friend of mine um, told me about them about a year ago. I had never heard of them. Oh, okay. Because uh, our, our mutual friend and Rabbit Hole podcaster, Nick Job is like one of the biggest fans loves 21 pilots um but uh okay uh but that yeah okay that's cool so that was the first time you've heard that uh so uh-huh. then what are what are your thoughts about it like what did you think your first impressions i thought it was a good song okay. um it's 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 a really interesting song mm-hmm. um not just lyrically but i i i i'm you know i think i mean lyrically it's 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 you know um an interesting song about i think it's kind of just about some sort of free-floating angst but i (laughs) think musically musically i think it's um very interesting in that number one it's very reggae Mm -hmm. um and i like reggae i so so i was like bopping along to it but just kind of the way the, the singer goes he he sings in several modes yes from from verse to verse and it kind of starts off as a ballad and then he starts, he does this rap mm-hmm. in the middle, this sort of like, kind of like, like half dance hall toasting, half rap. Okay. Um, and then it, it, it goes, he, he's, he's, you know, screaming his head off later on in the song. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's interesting how it goes through all its little modes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really catchy, and I was <clears throat> definitely bopping along to it. Okay. So that's my overall impression of the song. Okay. All right. Yeah, so this is off their uh, 2015 album called Blurry Face. This is the this is during the time period where the uh, songwriter, uh, whose name is Tyler Joseph, he's also the singer, um, he, he was going through kind of like, uh, like a very down period in his life. He was kind of unsure about things. This is like their, their, this is their album after their breakout album. So, you know, they're very, you know, he was very unsure about fame and everything about this. And he was feeling kind of down. So, you know, he wrote this album called Blurry Face. And it's kind of, in a, in a weird way, it's a concept album in that, like, the, the name Blurry Face is supposed to, like, represent, like, uh, like a... He put all of his, like, doubts and fears and, like, criticisms that people might have for him has a persona and that persona is called Blurry Face, and it comes up on other songs on the album. Um, so it's kind of it's it's interesting in that aspect too. Uh, but uh, for me personally, yeah, just something. When I first heard this song, I was just like in love with it. It was just such a such a cool song. And then like the more I listened to it, the more I paid more attention to the lyrics. Um, and it's one of those songs where you know I, I don't want to go too deep into you know being sad or sad topics here but there are days where like I, i'm like more depressed than other days i guess like some days i'm okay 
And then other days I wake up and I'm just like, oh my god, everything sucks, and I just don't want to world. I don't want to world today. I just want to be at home and just sit in my computer chair and watch YouTube videos and not do nothing. And so when I get like that, I put this song on um, because, like, you know, the whole thing about taking my time on my ride, I'm sort of looking into that, like, his ride is his life. Uh-huh. And instead of, like, trying to end the ride early, he's taking his time. With- this is how I'm interpreting it. I don't know if this is accurate or not. But um, that's just how I'm reading it. Like, uh-huh. you know, he says, I'm taking my time on my rides, meaning he's going to – you know, maybe he's going to slow down a bit. He's going to, um, you know, try to smell the roses, if you will, like right. however you want to look at that. Yeah. Um, and then when you read the lyrics, I think it, it's 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 like an interesting story because he also talks about, like, you know, conversations I think we've all had with our friends like three in the morning about, like, you know, would you kill somebody who or, you know, would you like if a guy had a gun and would you jump in front of the bullet? Like he talks about those kind of conversations you have. And he's like, you know, yeah, you know, theoretically you think you could do that, but then if this were to actually happen, would you do that? Like, I think he talks about that, and it, it's it's very interesting structure to the song. Right. Um, and that kind of struck me more as about... I didn't know how to explain it. I think I'm going to skip it for now. Okay. I have a different interpretation of that verse, I think, than you do. Okay. But I, okay. I think we're on the similar, but I'm just not sure how to explain it. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that's, per, that's fun. That's perfectly but it, fine. It's, it's kind of like, you know, how would you really die for someone? You know, would you really put yourself on the line for, 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 for someone like that? You know, you, you don't. And he's admitting, you know, I don't know if the actual time came for me to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I could do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like, there's a part and there's a line that says, but I don't see too many bullets coming through. So it's like saying, you know, yeah, I take a bullet for them, I take a bullet for you, a bullet for everybody in this room, but I don't see many bullets coming through. Like, meaning, like, you know, yeah, I can talk a big game, but if it time, you know, if it actually came time to it, you uh-huh. know, I don't, because metaphorically, I'm the man, but literally, I don't know what I do. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, I, you know, we could be in a room right now and I'm telling you, yeah, Lackey, I totally, if a, guy, if a bullet came through, I'd jump right in front of that thing and I'd take it for you. But then if that actually happened, would I actually do that? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's how it's, I'm viewing it. It's easy. I, I particularly interpret the line about, about not seeing many bullets coming through. I almost interpret that kind of like as being, it's easy from a situation of, it's easy to kind of say from your current situation in which it's it's not a dangerous situation. It's not an you know, uh, it, it's not a situation in which there's any danger. And mm-hmm. saying how you'd respond in the face of danger. Got you it. Know, okay. That that's I think that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. 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 I'm d- I, I'm I'm down for that. I you know I don't know if he's ever actually officially came out and said what any of this means. It might just be one of those songs that's just open for interpretation and just take it how how you want to take it. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy it again. You know, it's 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 a good song. It's it's structured well. Uh, and you said it's a bop. You know, the music is cool. And you know, when you look up on the Wikipedia, it lists reggae fusion and pop and electro pop and you know indie alternative and, and it does have all those things in it absolutely uh-huh so uh all right anything else about uh this before we move on no no okay all right uh well you're then up lackey so go ahead and uh tell me what your song is and all that good stuff 
All right. So this week's song, um, I'm I'm going a little bit in the direction of, um, I'm going a little bit in the direction of what you picked last time. You picked a piano ballad, so I'm picking a piano ballad right back. Oh, uh, okay. Um, this is by a band you've definitely heard of, but you might not have heard the song. Okay. You probably haven't heard the song. I know that you you've heard of this band because a movie has come out a documentary has come out of, about them comparatively recently and i recommended it on our um uh, staff picks okay so uh this is a song by sparks um mm -hmm. the duo of ron and russell mail from california and the name of the song is never turn your back on mother earth When she's on her best behavior, don't be tempted by the favors. Never turn your back on mothers. So uh, I've heard of the band because of this documentary that came out, but prior to the documentary, I've never heard of them ever in my life. Okay. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, I've never heard of this band before. Right. And um, <laughs> that's the part of the thrust about um, of the film. Uh, is is that they say at one point, somebody I don't remember who says, they're your favorite band's favorite band. Ah. But they're not a band that you might yourself have heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't hear of them until, uh, when I ran across a, an article by them, uh, somebody 
uh, had 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 run across, had never heard of them, uh, run across them by accident, and decided to listen to and review every single one of their albums up to that point. Okay. And it was a fairly, um, and it was a long career. I mean, it, it went from the uh, Sparks released their first album, <clears throat> I think, '69 or '70, mm. and um, <clears throat> you know they're still they're still releasing music today. Right. Um, they released an album last year. They've released something like 25, 26 albums um, over a 50, you know, uh, a 50 year career. Um, I heard like I, I heard from them from, about them from this article, which I think was published in the um, online article, probably published about 2010. OK. Um, OK. Although I knew this song before that. Oh, um, really? Because the interesting thing about this song, how this song actually came to my attention um was we mentioned you mentioned Depeche Mode earlier, but Depeche Mode, uh, their lead songwriter Martin Gore, uh, did a cover of this song. Oh, okay. Um, for a covers album, I think in the early '90s. Mm. Um, so I knew it was a cover. I just didn't knew a, a cover of what. <clears throat> I had never heard the original until comparatively recently. Um, okay. This is from their. I believe this is from their fourth album, which is oh. called Propaganda. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I know it's from Propaganda. I think Propaganda is their fourth album. Gotcha. Um, released in 75, I think. Okay. Um, so what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, I actually, I did like it. Uh, you know, this being the very first Spark song I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I liked it. It reminded me a little bit of like, they might be giants and I, I'm getting a feeling they were probably super huge into, you know, Sparks. And this is probably what might've inspired them. Cause this just like, it, it seemed like this was kind of like a song that they might be giants might write. Um, do you get what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I'm not saying they ripped off each other or nothing. Like, it's like, no. like there's an inspiration there, you know? Right. It <clears throat> it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like a they might be giant song to me, but I can connect the you know I if I had a cork board and little pieces of yarn yeah. like in Sinister, <laughs> I could make the connection. Yeah, yeah. The two bands. Yeah, yeah. And and I think and I think I think they might be giants has come out as, as and and. and admitted that they're fans of sparks i think they have yeah because i mean you know like just the you know there's not like a specific thing that reminds me of they might be giants it's just like if you would have just played this to me and didn't tell me what it was or who it was i would have like just i would have asked is this they might be giants and then i would then follow that up with i don't think it is or it's just a very weird they might be giant song but I have like that vibe. It's like it's like kind of like that yeah. vibe, like you know, because you know they. It's like a song. It's like a. Hmm. I don't know how to put it. Like a. Like a. Damn. What am I trying to say? You know, it's like a song that's kind of like. You know, we're gonna be kind of vague, but it also sounds kind of like you know we're saying something. Like it sounds like it's like a like a, a not quite a protest song, but like you know, hey. Don't turn your back on Mother Earth. You know, we need to be environmentally conscious and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But nothing in the lyrics that I'm reading, you know, doesn't, like, back that up. It's just the line itself, never turn your back on Mother Earth. Um, 
So, you know, I don't know if that's what they were going for or there's just like a cool phrase they had or you know what I mean? Yeah, I I'll be I'll I'll admit up front I'm not really sure what this song is about either. Okay. Um because there is that sort of tension between in the in the lines where it and this was 1975. Mm-hmm. Ecological protest was while not uh, a, you would not exactly say it was a trendy um you know, subject in songs, mm-hmm. you would still get songs about it. And you would still have people interested in, you know, it wasn't really called environmentalism then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, <clears throat> about, about, and this was well before things like global warming and, and yeah. all that. Right, um, right, right, right. But yeah, so I definitely you're, 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 there, there's a there's a hint that it might be about ecology from the title, but yeah. the, the actual content of the song doesn't really seem no. to bear that out. It seems to be more like a, a conventional song about a relationship. Okay, and you know, is is the whole Mother Earth thing? Is that some sort of metaphor that I'm not quite figuring out? Right, right, yeah, exactly. You know, or it could be like you know. Maybe not quite, like, environmentalist, but, like, I know, like, you know, in the, like, late 60s, early 70s, they were all about, like, you know, we need to be one with nature, man, and, you know, we need Uh to, you know, walk barefoot in the grass. It could be that kind of thing, Um, but, like, looking at the pictures of of these guys, they don't look like they're that (laughs) that tight. So I don't know, but I did like it. I I liked I liked the melody. The melody was neat. I liked the the little. And I'm far less knowledgeable about musical instruments and stuff than you probably are. So forgive me. But like the little like the tink 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 like kind of yeah. like you know um, music box type music you know that uh-huh. was in this. I liked that. That was like a nice little touch. Uh, it was put together very well. Like you know I I you know yeah and it, it it's you know. A good length. It's two minutes and twenty-seven seconds on Spotify, anyway. Uh, so it doesn't like overstay its welcome. It's it's very short, uh, and I I I enjoyed it actually. I very much liked it. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have? I'm not really sure. I have anything more to say about it. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. Do you have any other last thoughts? Because I think yeah. I, I think that's all I got too about this song. But I did like it. So. Uh-huh. Uh So that's a win for both of us. We both liked each other's songs this week. So that's cool. Um, I, I, I dread the day where there's one day that you're going to, like, hate something I, <laughs> I present to you. <laughs> but I guess we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, that, that'll do it for this episode. Short and sweet. I like these kind of shows. Uh, uh-huh. uh, to you listening at home, I hope you enjoyed this. You should go to rabbitholepodcast.com. Uh, to not only check out other episodes of this show, but check out other episodes of uh, other podcasts uh, that are on the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network. There's all there's all kinds of different genres and types, and you know, a wide variety of hosts, and there's a bunch of everything to be found over there. So definitely go check that out. Uh, and yeah, so that'll do it. So uh, Lackey, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank With me. you. And to you listening at home, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.